Welcome to Enrichment Reflections with the host, your favorite genetics student, Divine Aichi. This episode, we're going to dive deep into the cancer therapy lecture delivered by James P. Allison, a renowned award-winning cancer researcher. Keep listening if you want to hear all the amazing breakthroughs that he did help discover in the world of STEM. Before getting into all the detail about James's amazing discoveries in STEM, I'm just going to give us a little bit of background. So James P. Allison was born in a small city in southern Texas in 1948. Since he was young, he loved playing with chem sets. He just loved STEM and he was fascinated with the anatomy of frogs. His father was actually a doctor, but he himself didn't really want to follow in his exact footsteps. In high school, he ended up running into a teacher who would not teach on evolution. He himself, being very fascinated by STEM, thought that evolution was a very important part of biology, and he just did not want to take the class. He thought that he was not getting a proper education with that specific class. Um, And because of this adamant decision, he almost failed out, but eventually... He actually, took a, he actually took a college class that was even harder than the high school class and passed. So obviously we're talking about a very intelligent person who was born in a small city who would eventually have discoveries that nearly changed the world. Now I'm going to give a little overview of all the discoveries that um, James helped to figure out. So he defined the structure of a T-cell antigen receptor, and he also discovered that CTTA4 is an inhibitory checkpoint that impedes the activation of T-cells. He also demonstrated that CD28 provides co-stimulatory signals necessary for full T-cell activation. And he was also the first to propose and to demonstrate that immune checkpoint blockade might be a powerful strategy to treat tumors. He developed a monoclonal antibody approved for the F- if proved by, by the FDA for metastatic melanoma cancer. So these are just an overview of all the discoveries that James, that James P. Allison actually and his team actually figured out. And we're gonna go into more detail um, coming up about just the detail about how this actually works and how he came about these discoveries. Allison focused most of his cancer therapy on the immune system, more specifically T cells. And of course you have to ask the question, why T-cells? Well, to answer this question, you have to understand that cancer is caused by many different gene mutations, not just one. So there are mutations in different tissues or in different parts of the genome. So traditionally, or the basic thinking to answer this, to, to solve this problem is to target single cell mutations with targeted small molecule inhibitors. But this doesn't usually work long term and it usually actually um, just leads to disease relapse because there are so many because there are so many different mutations by the time you target one mutation the cell is going to adapt and have a resistant mechanism to bypass it so then you find yourself back at square one so you think there's a cure 
and then the patient falls into relapse because the cell has found has adapted to the um to 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 the inhibitor already so because of this james went another route he said i'm not going to go to the that traditional route but he's going to go to another route focusing more on the immune system which is t-cells so the reason why he chose three t-cells are there are three reasons why he chose t-cells specifically um the first reason is that t-cells have specificity they are able to recognize specific they're able to recognize specific things based on the peptides on the surface level of <clears throat> of the intruder Another thing you have to understand is that James focused not only on the products, not only on the on the what causes a mutation, but he also focused on the products. So he was going off of what we traditionally do to for cancer therapy. Traditionally, we're thinking causal. What is causing cancer? What mutation is causing cancer? But he also focused on what is produced by these mutations. And the second reason is that um, T cells are always remembered by your by the cells and by your body, so that they can be reused multiple times. And they uh, by that, it's very very effective in that way. And they are very adaptable. There are so many T cells, um, and they can be proliferated in, in a way that they are able to adapt spon spon spontaneously to tumors. Now we are going to go into some detail about his work. James discovered that a T-cell could not just enter a cell through a T with a T-cell receptor, but it needed a, another co-stimulatory signal called CD28. So, and his, his thinking was that if we could increase the CD28 co-stimulatory receptor, then we can increase T-cell proliferation. Then they discovered through some experiments that actually, after the initiation of the proliferation of the T-cell, of the T-cells, the T-cell proliferation stopped. So they had to figure out what stopped the proliferation. They ended up figuring out that it was because of a molecule called CTLA-4. CTLA-4, in short, stops T-cell proliferation. So now his group had the thinking that if they created an anti-CTLA-4 molecule that stops the inhibitory pathway, that T-cell proliferation would be able to go to completion. So they ran a few experiments and were pleased to find out that they were in fact correct. Anti-CTLA-4 eliminated tumors. So they now made a drug with anti-CTLA-4 called Ipilimumab. They found many success stories with this drug and in fact somebody who had a life expectancy of 11 months took the drug and now has gone on to live 11 years and the fda has approved this drug for basically any type of cancer with dna damage repair defects and this is really interesting because it can be this this treatment can be used regardless of the type of cancer it just depends on how the cancer was Formed. But unfortunately, not all cancers respond in the best way. In one of the experiments, they found that people with colon cancer and prostate cancer had no response to the drug. This means that there was no difference seen with the placebo and the anti-CTLA-4. After doing some more research on prostate organs with the drug, they discovered that 
anti-CTLA-4 actually induced inhibitory molecules such as Vista and PDL1. After this, they realized that they needed to get an anti-PD-1 to reverse the inhibitory pathway effects that, that the anti-CTLA-4 induced. They tried this out in a patient by fiddling with different dose combinations, and they were pleased to see, again, that the metastasis in, in a lot of the patients were cleared. However, the ethicality of the fiddling with the doses was questioned, and some viewed it as even toxic. So the research was only allowed, the research now was only allowed with a few hundred patients at a time. This is an ongoing experiment, and we are hoping for promising results. James and his team have already made groundbreaking discoveries in cancer therapy and are, continued their, and are continuing their phenomenal work in the lab. We will continue to see what the future upholds. Hope that you learned something new on cancer therapy and join us next time for the next episode of Enrichment Reflections with your host, your favorite genetic student, Divina Aichi.